welcome to the Innovation and Diffusion podcast. I'm Raveda Gosen, a research economist at the London School of Economics at the Programme on Innovation and Diffusion. And I'm John Van Rienen, and I am a professor here at the LSC, and I'm the director of POID, which is Programme on Innovation and Diffusion. Yes, he's my boss and colleague and co-author at the same time, so we have an interesting dynamic. <laughs> Raveda tells me what to do, though, so <laughs> I don't feel like a boss. <laughs> So we are going to publish this episode. This is going to be our first episode, and we wanted to introduce this podcast to you, you know, what we do, why we do this. So maybe we can start talking a bit about, you know, what's POID, and uh, and then we can go into, you know, what we do, and then why we do this podcast. Okay, so I'll talk, but first of all, I want to say how exciting I, I am uh, to have this uh, this podcast series uh, where we're going to be interviewing um, some of the leading thinkers that we have around the world on new technologies and the way that they're changing the world and the way that they're changing the economy. So we'll talk more about that. But I think you're going to find it a really exciting series of things to, to listen to. I agree. And then we have really important guests that we invited. So in, in each episode, we talk about a different topic. Sometimes, you know, it's economic history, sometimes it's health. Uh, so I think all the episodes that we recorded are so exciting uh, right now. Um, so I tell you what point is, uh, yeah. just to give to the, the listeners a bit of background to it. It's, um, you know, non, non-politically aligned research centre based here at London School of Economics. We're funded by the uh, Economic and Social Research Council. And the aim of it is to think about um, the way that technology is changing the world. Um, In particular, two parts of that. One is innovation. So how new ideas, which are changing the way that people think about doing things, and particularly about the ideas which might change the economy, which might be commercializable, um, you know, how important they are. I mean, I actually think Actually, that is the main dynamic of modern societies is how new technologies change the, change the world from their innovation, people who come up with them, people who commercialize them. And then the second part of that is diffusion. And diffusion means how they then get spread. So it's actually coming up with new ideas is actually pretty hard. I don't know about you, Raveda. I find it pretty hard. But then once you've got the idea... You might think that's the end of the story. Everybody's going to copy the good idea. Once the first person came up with the idea of the wheel, then didn't the wheel go around the world really quickly or a new kind of crop? Well, if you find finding an idea hard, what are we going to do? I mean, even if you... <laughs> well, I was going to say diffusion is not so easy either. It took a long time for the wheel to spread around the world. It took a long time for new mm-hmm. new kind of crops to spread around the world. And even that process of spreading the, 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 the news, if you like, happens often quite slowly um, for lots of reasons to do with geography, to do with culture, to do with information. So both of those things, they're kind of coming up with new ideas, innovation, and they're spread diffusion of things which are super important for thinking about the way that countries develop, the way that people get their wages paid for, the jobs, a whole number of other things. Maybe we can go into, you know, why we decided to do this. So I, I mean, I came up with this idea. We were talking about, you know, what we can do for the innovation community. So this is Raveda's innovation, you could say. This is, well, doing a podcast, I don't know if it's an innovation right now. Everyone is doing it. Um, but I thought it would be really nice because, um, so basically, let me tell you, you know, what we do. So first, I mean, we interview an economist, or it doesn't have to be an economist. So we invite all the scholars, all the scholars like, who contributed to the innovation and diffusion field. So we do not restrict our podcasts to only economists. And and what we do is we invite them and we talk about their research and, and you know, what they do what, you know, and then what they find in their research. But 
I also wanted to ask them entertaining questions, you know, in quote. So it's about, you know, for instance, like if you can't be an economist in a parallel universe, what would you like to be? Or if you had a magic wand, you know, what would you change in academia? Which I think is it. It's it sounds like an entertaining question, but it's actually a deep question, right? It because is, they, are, they are very deep and important questions. It's also useful. It's actually kind of interesting and fun to think about, you know, why many people are writing books and articles and appearing on TV talking about things. Where did, how did they, what motivated them? What inspired them to be what, what they are? Raveda came up with this name, cheesy questions. They're actually very good questions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like them because, and, and most of the time I, well, I don't know. Let me, let me see if I can um, like relate to that notion. But I really like Hayek's like tacit knowledge notion. When a person dies, all the knowledge accumulated, all the practical knowledge accumulated actually dies with that person. So it's kind of, I really want, I really wonder. So that's why actually we included those cheesy questions because I wonder what people do, let's say when they encounter a, a hard situation where, you know, let's say there is an unsolved, it's a really hard question to solve. And then what do you do in this situation? Like, do you give up or, you know, do you, are you a stubborn person? And then you go ahead and try to solve that problem. So I really wonder these things as well. I mean, because those are the things that also define you and probably your work. Uh, so that's why well, we wanted to- One of the things to... I do is hire very smart people and postdocs to try and solve really? those problems. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> like Raveda, rather than having to do it myself. Thank you very much. So, and also I think, I, I know many students, it may be hard for many of us to reach out to those people that we interview. So if you, I mean, and the reason why, I also wanted to do this podcast is to be able to reach out to people so that they can listen to and you know what's going on in this area and then they wanted to maybe it'll be better for them to you know hear what people do from their own um, experience so I also wanted to um, kind of reach be able to spread this knowledge well although the, I mean the papers are already public but this is kind of like a public good uh, where yeah. you hear you know all the experiences from people well from, news, from news flash news flash for maybe radio and people like that you know we publish a lot of academic papers not many people read them unfortunately really? <laughs> you know, yeah, the, the, the median number of citations to a paper is guess how many um a hundred <laughs> zero really <laughs> zero <Okay. laughs> so you know sorry not to depress any you know, other <laughs> okay. researchers out there but you know academic papers are read by very few people so one of the ways actually to you know, if you're writing, actually, but also if you want to get an academic idea, is just actually listen to what people are saying. Uh, mm -hmm. That's actually quite a good way of finding out what's in their papers. And often it's a much easier way, an enjoyable way to find out by listening to what they say or talking to them. Than exactly, having to yeah. Way yeah. through a long paper with lots of Greek algebra in. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know if this is an excuse, but we may not have a lot of time to read everyone's every paper. You know, so it's better to sometimes hear um, from those people to kind of maybe explain what they do and then have an idea what they, you know, work on. And then maybe when you have time, you can go back to those papers and go ahead and try to read them. But at least you will have an idea. So it gives like a first, I mean, it allows you to take that first step and then it informs you about, you know, what they do. Even if you haven't heard of them before, you know, you learn about them and then you learn about this field and the, the innovation community as well, you know, what people do. And so I, in that regard, I think it would be. I thought it would be really nice to have a podcast. And also, um, one thing that I forgot to mention was that, I mean, we asked them some other types of questions, but I also wanted to ask them, for instance, like their suggestion for the job market candidates. Should we, should we tell them a little bit about what the job market is for some people who may not know that? So, oh, true. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, um, if you do a, a PhD, 
I know the economist most, but this I think this is also true in, in many other fields like sociology or political science or history. When you're doing a PhD, your your last year that you're finishing your PhD in is called the job market, when, as the name suggests, you want to get a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that's often quite a stressful time for many of the students. You know, they spent four or five years writing the PhD, and then how do they try to find a job? Um, so, you know, we'll try and give some, you know, helpful advice for people when they get to that stage mm-hmm. in trying to uh, find, land, a, land a decent job somewhere. Yeah, it's a pretty stressful <laughs> process where people, you know, everyone is, I think, applying to probably 200 jobs, I guess. So it's... Yeah, the number seems yeah. to have gone, gone up. One of the things about the, the internet oh, really? now is oh, people yeah, can I'm apply sure, yeah, for I'm more sure and more jobs. I mean, both academic and an industry job. So it's a, it's a hard process. And then everyone... Um, I was thinking, you know, people may have different suggestions because we're not on the other side of the table. I mean, right now I'm a research economist. I'm I'm a postdoc, so I mean, I'm not hiring anyone, <laughs> so I'm not in, uh, uh, on that stage yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it's important to hear, I think, you know, what people think about and care about uh, from the other side of the table, you know, what they see and then what they care about. So I think those things are important. So that's why we also ask things about how to come up with an idea, research idea, you know, what they do when they encounter with a like a hard problem, you know, in their research, what they do, um, and also about the job market uh, tips as well. And we can finally, maybe we can talk about, you know, wh- who we like invited and what kind of topics we talked about and what we aim. I think, yeah. We, yeah. So, I mean, we, we have, there's, there's lots of people coming up and we're not going to be able to talk about every every single one of them, but let me mention a couple of highlights. I mean, next episode is going to be Ufuk Akajit, who is from the University of Chicago and fellow Turkish economist like Veda. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he and I have a new book out yeah. um, called, uh, with a very sexy title, The Economics of Creative Destruction. Uh, many people have been asking what that means. You'll find out if you listen to the next really? episode. Um, but it's all about one um, of the main kind of theories that we have for understanding growth, which is all sometimes called endogenous growth theory, which is how really um, governments can influence uh, the degree of innovation through different policies. And how when you think about innovation, it has two things. It has this kind of creative new side, which we talked about before, but it also has a destructive side because, you know, new ideas destroy old ideas. New businesses, um, when they enter, it means that other older businesses exit. And that often creates a lot of tension. You know, think about businesses you know, going bankrupt or people losing their jobs. And the kind of rhythm of a capitalist society, or indeed any industrial society, is often you know, formed this balance between how you manage the tension between the dynamism of the new, but also the kind of destruction of the old. And then uh, we have our first episode is going to be with Fukakchi. And then uh, we recorded several other episodes uh, during the summer. So we will have Pierre Azoulay and then we will talk about star scientists, for instance, uh, which I uh, find his work really uh, fascinating. And then we have Petra Moser, where we dive into a little bit more historical and unorthodox methodologies on innovation. She has some amazing, really fascinating ways of measuring innovation in, in, in new ways, like looking at world furs and looking at um, how, you know, in the ways that you measure innovation is through you know, patenting or research and development or many other ways that you can think about that. And she also, we talked about with her about this um, 
you know, some, this lost Marie Curie or lost Einstein type of effect, which is that we may be losing out on many potential inventors mm -hmm. because they face barriers either because of their, their gender or their race or their, their, their income. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was a really interesting. Yeah. And, and I remember we also talked about like um, immigration policies um, in the U.S., for instance. So whether we should allow only skilled people to the country or the other way around. So it's we talked about really interesting stuff um, with Petra as well. And then we have Heidi Williams, um, and we talked about, for instance, maybe, I mean, I'm not going to say the whole thing, you know, what we talked about, it's better to listen to the episode, but I can say, for, for instance, one of the things that we discussed was, so why isn't there a solution for cancer, for instance? Uh, is it because there's an economic disincentive, or is it an, are the incentives enough or not enough, or is there something that we're doing wrong, or, you know, you know, what should we do with the patent system? Is there something wrong with the patent system? So we go into really controversial issues uh, with Heidi Williams. It was a really nice um, episode, that one as well. And one of the things that Heidi also really emphasized so in fact, this is a theme running throughout the series of, of podcasts we're doing is the close connection between the, the, the kind of theories and the policies. So a lot of what we'll be talking about, and Heidi talked about this, is what kinds of th policies can be done by, by you know, central governments, local governments, other, by people, to actually change the rate of innovation and also the type of innovation. So if you think about healthcare, mm -hmm. you know, what, how can we get the types of new technologies that we, we really need for improving people's health, like in cancer, for example? Mm -hmm. And then um, we had uh, Benjamin Jones. I found out about Benjamin Jones that his, his father was an aerospace engineer, which I never knew. <laughs> but Ben was talking about many things. Um, you know, he also talked a bit about immigration, but he also talked about this other theme we have, which is um, what he calls the burden of knowledge, that ideas may be coming a lot harder to find. So we have this paradox um, that we seem to be living in an age where these amazing technologies are coming along in artificial intelligence and gene therapy in so many different things. Yet, if you look at the kind of um, productivity numbers, the growth numbers, um, growth has been really slow in, in most parts of the world for the last 15 years since the financial crisis. So how can we resolve that paradox? He, one, you know, one, one view is that it just becomes much, much harder to find new ideas. It was easier 2,000 years ago when there weren't so many ideas around. Now, in order to get to the frontier, you have to work super hard in order to you know, have a lot of training as a PhD. So getting, getting the ideas harder. And we'll talk about yeah. that. Um, and then uh, we had Naomi uh, Lemereau. Uh, where we talked about the patent systems, for instance, like how they should be. And then we talked about um, history as well with her. I mean, I think all these episodes have a unique kind of like flavor to itself. So I think it would be better to, you know, I mean, it's definitely better to listen to the whole episode, but I think we wanted to give you a quick glimpse of. Yeah, don't stuff. stop here. Don't just listen to this. <laughs> don't just listen to the promotion. Listen to the actual episode. I mean, history is a big part of it. When, when Naomi was on, she's she's considers herself a historian and a, and a kind of legal scholar rather than an economist in that she not knows lots about economics so the podcasts have a lot of uh, history in them and un you know, understanding history is actually really important mm -hmm. of uh, understanding ec economics I agree and in terms of under getting the bigger picture you know what was happening back then and what's happening now I think it I think it's really important to understand history uh, in that sense I mean I'm not saying it because I'm working on history but <laughs> so it's something that I really like and it, it gives you a better picture about you know what's going on in the world and yeah and then we have um, upcoming episodes like uh, we're going to do one with Xavier Yaravel and then we will have uh, Darren Asimoglu and Philippe Aguillon Philippe Aguillon not Philippe Aguillon I always say Philippe <laughs> I don't Felipe. know why. he's not yeah, Spanish. 
So we, I think we have a great cast, yeah, for the first season, and then we hope, and then we are planning to invite other people as well. So we're not going to be finished, you know, um, uh, with these episodes. But I think so far we have really nice episodes, and hopefully uh, you will enjoy them as well. It's going to be it's going to be a, a great fun ride, and if you want to have you know a quick introduction to what the leading thinkers of innovation are thinking today, I, I can't recommend it more highly. Yeah. What would you consider, like, what would be the thing that you would look at to think that, you know, this podcast is successful? Oh, well, I think it's already been successful because I think the quality, the, quality, <laughs> the quality of the episodes is very high. You know, I, I hope a lot of people listen. I hope people get things yeah. out of it. I, if, I mean, I, we encourage everybody who listens to engage if they want to email us you know, or X things out or whatever we call it now, setting it on threads or whatever. So, you know, please do tell us what you think and give us, you know, ideas for new episodes or people that you think we should be interviewing exactly, or yeah, talking talking yeah. to. Um, so, you know, engagements with, um, with uh, you know, the wider community of people who are interested in these issues is, is the main, main success metric I would look for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. And also one of the things I was thinking was, you know, if people start you know, put this podcast as a, like a suggestion on their course syllabus, for instance, like if, if it's an economics of innovation course, and then they suggest us as like, go ahead and listen to this podcast, it'll give you some idea, you know, what we're going to do in this. Not, not just so economic, <laughs> I, I think wider than economic, any, any, yeah, any, any, anything on innovation, history, sociology, political science, we'll take anything. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, 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 yeah, I agree. <laughs> so if you want to um, get in touch with us, uh, you can, you can email us through lscpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and I think I will be quite active on Twitter. So if you want to DM me through Poid underscore cast, that would be great because, I mean, I'm going to be on Twitter and then we will be um, tweeting and looking at the um, interactions. So if you want to get in touch with us, these two ways I think are the best. And we're looking forward to your comments. And as John said, if you have suggestions for the upcoming episodes, because we're still recording these episodes, uh, I think that would be great if you have any ideas and would like to share, share them with us. Yeah, hopefully you'll listen in. And, um, you know, I, I've enjoyed tremendously Reveda's uh, innovation. I'm still going to call it innovation for doing you this okay, uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, but, you know, hopefully we'll be doing many more, depending on depending on public demand. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, thank you very much, then. Uh, see you in the next episode with Bukakuchi. So we will be publishing that one first. Uh, yeah, so looking, uh, looking forward to uh, having you back for episode one with Bye-bye. Bye-bye.